Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. Most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? to inspire and empower you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, where I offer you a free video training on how to manifest more money now. Again, that's heatherhakes.com and opt into my free video training. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 305. Today's podcast is all about strategies for sustainable weight loss. And guess what? Spoiler alert, there's no fad diets involved. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Sarah Rose. Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, Heather. Please give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? So I am from Montreal, Canada. And what I do, I'm a health coach and I help people heal their health from the inside out. And I specialize in the area of weight loss. Yes. And this is something I'm fascinated with. I think we can all relate to, especially now that we're into a new year. Many people's resolutions are always, you know, to want to lose weight or, or especially maybe from 2020, the, what were they calling it? Like the quarantine 15, I think. <laughs> yeah. COVID-19, all of them. <laughs> there are yeah. lots of terms. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's so easy to focus on the body and not understand that we think the external world is create, wait, I'm going to get that backwards. I think it's not understanding and knowing that our external world is created from our internal environment. So I would love for you to deep dive and explain how, like what you teach and the process you take clients through to understand you change from the inside out and weight loss is just a byproduct. Yeah. So many people, when they first come to me, they tell me that they have a weight problem. And the problem with that problem is that when we misattribute the problem to what it actually isn't, is that our strategies that we use to solve for it are ineffective. And that's why so many people struggle over and over again. When it comes to struggling with our weight, we have to ask ourselves, why am I overeating? Why am I struggling with my weight in the first place? And that leads us back to the root cause. If you've tried lots of things to overcome your struggle with your weight, to create better health for yourself, and you're frustrated with that, it's just because you haven't solved for the root of the problem yet. And so that's the core of what I do with my clients is we get to the root of what's leading them to struggle with their weight in the first place. Well, I think that's important. What you just touched on is the root of the problem, because I'm, I'm not going to bash any, you know, the latest diet fads, you know, I think keto is a big thing and, and, um, intermittent fasting and whatever, but those are just like topical or band-aids to a much deeper issue. And so something we talked about previously is how stress is a huge issue with weight gain and metabolism slowing. And so I would love for you to, how do you connect this mind, body, health, and wellness to obviously 
eating better and exercise and movement, but the mindfulness practice and the internal state to get that external, the figure that you want. Mm. A lot of the time we're facing two gaps on some level, there is a knowledge gap, but it's so easy to get sucked into that gap. I think whether you're struggling with your weight or anything else in life, we can feel like, oh, it's just the next program or it's the next diet or it's the next promotion or it's the next, whatever it is where we end up spending so much time in learning, Mm -hmm. but really where the magic starts to happen is in filling the application gap. And that's the struggle, right? If we know better, why aren't we doing better? And one of the biggest reasons for that is because we don't act based on what we know. We act based on the baseline of stress in our nervous system. Now, if you don't have the tools or the the resources or the training or the experience dealing with what's creating stress into your life, what that leads so many of us to go do is to is to buffer with things like food, things like overspending. And so when we're managing our emotional lives with these external things, that it's like a carrot and a stick kind of thing. Cause you, you think you catch it and then it swings back out and you think you catch it and it swings back out. Mm-hmm. And it's this, I'll be happy when syndrome. So, so many people think that achieving a different looking body is what's going to give them more happiness into their life. But happiness is a feeling. It's a state. It's not something we arrive at. It's something we get good at generating. So if you aren't learning how to generate more of the states that you want to live your life from as you're doing the thing, as you're losing the weight, that's not where you're going to end up. So you might end up in a different body feeling the exact same way. And that's the struggle for so many people who we see very publicly go through these weight loss transformation journeys and put back on the weight. Because if you don't understand truly the cause of what led you to struggle with your weight, and that's maybe leading you to still struggle with your weight in a thinner body, then it just perpetuates itself forward. And so that's where spending time getting back to the root of the cause is so, so, so important because even if your circumstances change, even if you put back on some weight, then you know exactly what to focus on to bring yourself right back to where you want to be. There's two things that I really want to dive deeper, something that you touched on. So the first one is, and I've experienced it. I wrote about it in my book, uh, Take the Leap. And I was that girl, I was chasing the next happiness. And I got to the point, you know, reflecting and and being so aware, I would be on vacation thinking about my next vacation. And I chased that I will be happy when I get promoted or I get engaged or I get the bigger house or, but you're hundred percent right. And, And somebody we're both into Abraham Hicks, Abe says, it's all about the joy. We're never gonna get it done. And so I think how, how would you tell somebody, how would you make them more aware that it's about being happy and joyful in the moment and in the process that is so much more important than the end result? The way I love to say it is you can't suffer your way to enjoying your life more. Oh, dang. You can't fall in love your body by hating yourself on the way there. It, that's not what you arrive at. You get good at what you practice. I've never heard it that way. I really liked that. That was good. The other thing that I'd, I, I'd like to go deeper into is 
understanding the cause of the struggle, because I think you're right that a lot of people, and it's so easy to something we touched on is chasing that next high, thinking it's going to be the next personal trainer or the next diet fad that will solve the problem. But again, those are just like band-aids to a much deeper issue. So what are the steps that you suggest somebody take to, you know, if you're not in the body you want to be in and you under, you've tried the diet fads or exercising and, and you keep this yo-yo understanding there is a much deeper root cause. How do you get there? That's a good question. And I think one that we struggle with because it's easy to understand how you can bring yourself to do what you want to do, like exercise more, eat in a different way when you feel excited and motivated, but that's not the struggle, right? When you feel excited, you do do those things. But what about when you don't feel like doing those things? How can you close that gap and get yourself to do it when you don't feel like doing it? Pardon the interruption. Do you find yourself struggling with money? You want to be financially free, yet you never have enough? I get it. And that's why I just released a new Manifesting Money video training. It's completely free. You can find it at heatherhakes.com. And what I share with you is my three-step process that I have used time and time again to not only manifest small amounts like $200 a day, every day, but all the way up to how I've learned to manifest $10,000 through this three-step process I share with you. Again, opt into my free video training on how to manifest more money now, and you can find it at heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. And that's the art of it. So that's where doing, and, and a lot of the time, you know, being able to work with someone who can give you those skills to resource yourself, but even just recognizing in yourself with the simplest tools, like asking yourself, am I really hungry and checking in with yourself? What am I feeding here? Why do I want to overeat right now? Look for that cause for yourself because you'll discover that it, it's not what you have on your diet plan or your exercise program. That's the thing that you need to be playing around with the most, of course, that's something you can actually have fun with, but that's not how most people are experiencing it. It's coming back with what's really going on here with me that I'm going to the food or that I'm not working out or that I'm just don't want to be in my body right now. That will just show you where the work is at the beginning. And it doesn't have to be like this heavy work, right? It really can be this thing that the moment you start to realize what it is like, Oh, this thing that I've been moving away from constantly. It's, it's not as big of a thing as I made it out to be when I was constantly trying to distract away from it or, you know, eat over it. The moment you start to peel that back, it's that it's that shedding off of the weight <laughs> in and of itself, recognizing what you need to pay attention to that starts to create that change of like, oh, okay, first, if I want to bring myself to eat in a different way, why am I struggling when it comes to food? Am I depriving myself? What do I need to be more nourished? What do I need? What is that um, problem asking for from me? Well, and what I hear you saying or something you touched on is 
if we could understand to stop chasing an external thing to fix an internal problem and to go within and ask ourselves these questions and um, get to the root of the problem. And maybe perhaps that something that might help. Do you want to share how your life experience that what got you here today and, and how you found the gift and all of it? Sure. So for me growing up, I was in a very unstable household. I lived through many traumatic experiences and my genetic baggage seemed to be against me. And I, I had a lot of things working against me. So because of that, I grew up in a mentality of, of chronic depression and stress and all of those things. And that landed me in the hospital on the eve of my 18th birthday, because for me, it was intolerable to think that this emotional state that I felt so locked into would be the rest of my life. It just felt like it had been most of my life and it would be the rest of my life. And it was unbearable. So I draw your attention to that, especially because notice how it's this unwillingness to feel difficult emotions that leads us to check out from our lives. It's how we're managing our emotional lives that determines the quality of our life. So for me, waking up in the hospital was this moment where I recognized because I was 18 and I was hospitalized in a children's hospital, my case kind of fell through the cracks. And that was, you know, in the moment, really jarring to have this moment of, okay, I thought people would finally be here for me, <laughs> but here we are again. And, but that allowed me to get present to myself. And I realized you have a choice here being born onto this earth, we don't really choose that. But the way we live our lives, that is entirely up to us. No matter what happens to you, what you do with what happens to you belongs to you. And that taught me the power of taking responsibility for my life and responsibility for my healing and acceptance. And I think that word acceptance is one that's so easy to gloss over. What do you mean by acceptance? Why would you want to accept your past? Why would you want to accept those difficult emotions? Because in accepting those things, that is what allows for the change. That is what allows for growth and evolution, everything that we're craving so much to just get out of that. But we can't fix or change or improve our way out of those things. It's first by taking that step of, okay, wait, where am I? And giving ourselves to per permission to feel what we feel, to allow ourselves to be aware of what we've been, how we've been making sense of things. And of course, we've been making sense of those things that way. Of course, we're feeling the way that we felt when we think those things about our life and we make sense of it that way. And from there, it frees us to say, and what next from here? One of the most powerful questions you can ask yourself and play around with is, and now what, right? When you're like, oh, I'm not making money. I'm not making money. Okay. And now what? Oh, I'm not losing weight. I'm not losing weight. Okay. I'm not losing weight. When you agree with what your brain is offering, when you accept what your brain is offering, instead of arguing against it, that is where you find this freedom. And so the core of the work that I've done in my own life and that I do with my clients is bringing your mind and body back into alignment. It's to get your mind working with your body instead of against it. And most people approach their health and their weight loss from an antagonistic perspective. 
thinking there's something wrong with my body and I need to fix it. And I, my body is not cooperating with me instead of, Hey, when I think of my body as the problem, I treat it like the problem. I punish it. I restrict it. I disconnect from it. I distrust it. What if my body all along were the solution? What if I start listening to my body and that in and of itself is so powerful. And I think something we need to talk about more in the health space where there are so many disparate perspectives on things, right? Is it keto? Is it vegan? Is it, what is it? It's what works for you, your body and your lifestyle. And so the information is out there, but you have to apply to you and see if that works for you. Because the only thing we can agree on when it comes to health, especially today where science is becoming less and less scientific, unfortunately, is to say, um, what's going to work for me? The expert on you is you. Who am I to tell you what's going to work for you? I can give you information on, on what I've researched and all of that, but ultimately you have to be able to try that on and see if it fits. And if it doesn't fit, you have to have a way to be able to adapt from there and to say, okay, what's the next thing I'm going to, I'm going to go do that's, that could work for me. So question for you, because I, I, I would agree. Most people are disconnected from their body. And I think, well, what I refer to that, and I want to see if you too, your body is the subconscious. That's where your emotions, beliefs, patterns, habit, everything is stored. And when we're trying to run our life from our mind, our brain, our thinking, the analytical mind, which is only 5% of the equation, that's the disconnect. And we're no, never going to have those outcomes we desire because we're only using the 5% that we have access to. Is that what you're saying? I don't think most people experience it that way, but yes, once you've gone through this work, you start to realize that like, what is emotion? I think that is a question that can give us that turnkey. Emotion is vibration in the body. It's a constellation of sensations. And so most of us don't recognize, you know, how our bodies become this storehouse of beliefs and emotions and our subconscious. We don't recognize the degree to which our body has been programmed by our mind and also how our body programs our mind. It's, it's a, um, they're interconnected, right? It works in both directions, but how many times, you know, have people reported driving home from work without even realizing that they did that or, you know, automatically on a holiday or something like that. We do so many things unconsciously and automatically. And there's a reason for that. Our brain is programmed to be very, uh, to seek ease, to be very efficient, to conserve energy. Our brain consumes so many of the calories that we ingest. It is a very energy demanding part of our body. And so we have to recognize this impulse and it, it takes consciousness to create consciousness in a way. And that's really created and creating these moments of pause and checking in. And it's so counterintuitive because we gain this momentum, we ride the habit wave and we find ourselves caught up in a lot of reaction of putting out fire after fire after fire, instead of like, wait, what's causing the fire to ignite in the first place. And most of us are leading our lives from that place. So you're either reacting to your life or you're creating your life. And the way that you start to transition over to that creative space is by taking these pauses, breathing, dropping an exhale, some of what you're going through, because 
part of it is coming from trying to control what you don't have any control over. And some of it's coming from trying to predict things that haven't even happened yet. So exhale, where are you now? Can you improve this moment? Can you create some certainty for yourself right now? That thing that you're afraid of, go there in your mind, prepare for it in this moment. All of a sudden it creates this calming down and you start to realize that there are things that are outside of your control that you are not participating directly in creating, but you can co-create your life alongside whatever happens in your life. It's just coming back to the intention, coming back to this moment, no matter what ends up happening in your life. So we've covered so many things. And if somebody is new to this, I know this is going to go like way over their head. This is something like I'm fully immersed in. I hear it from many different teaching angles. And so I I feel like I have a better grasp or I get it, but I would love for you. Can we teach? I love metaphors or visuals or like a five-step process because we've touched on so much. So if we were to start somebody, like give them a very high level overview on how you know, can you sit down and what do you do first? And then how do you create this mind body alignment? What can you be doing daily? Like, how can we, we're giving them information now, how can they implement and start taking action to make change? Yeah. And that's so key. I got something for you. Okay. So the acronym that I come back to, it's something that I've been trained to use as a technique from Tara Brock and Jack Cornfield. Um, who are meditation teachers, incredible, both people. And essentially what that acronym stands for is recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. And when I first, and I love that image too, right? It's a cleansing rain. It's what are you ready to release? This is the tool that you want to use to release some stress, some anxiety, whatever emotions that you're dealing with. The first Thing that we can do when we're feeling anxious is just to name that we feel anxious. A lot of us, like that warning signal on the dashboard comes on like anxieties here and it flashes up for us and we're like, we like putter along and like, we don't know why the car is breaking down and we don't take pause. Like we just accept it as a normal fact of our lives to be, have low grade anxiety all the time or high grade anxiety all of the time. We're not naming, Hey, I'm anxious. The warning side came on. This is just a signal to pay attention. So simply naming that we have whatever we're feeling, if it's that's some anxiety or anything else, what am I feeling right now? Recognize. And sometimes you won't be able to label it as an emotion right away. And this is very common because so many of us are very dissociated from our bodies because we experience our emotions in our bodies and our those emotions can be uncomfortable. Many of us eject into our minds. We go eat some food. We distract away from having to experience the discomfort that's coming up for us. So if you aren't able to name the emotion right away or don't have the vocabulary around your emotions to get more granular with like, oh, this is, this isn't feeling bad. This is frustration of going there. It just recognizing, okay, how would I describe this to myself? What is this like in my body right now? And if there's some numbness, naming that, whatever it is, just exploring it. Because what this starts to do is it turns us inward. A lot of the time we're looking for what's stressing me out is something out there. But when we just start to pay attention to what's happening inside of us, then we can start to um, 
open up to and, and ask ourselves moving from the recognizing of rain to the allowing. And, and this is where that challenge is for so many of us. And how do we do this? Well, it really comes from giving ourselves permission to open up to it and asking ourselves, can I be with this? Or can I be with this for just right now? So powerful to just ask ourselves, like when have you asked yourself, Hey, this thing that like is so intolerable for me to feel that I'm always constantly having to do things to avoid it, like throw myself into my work or go check what's in the fridge. Can I just give for the next, you can give yourself a window of time for the next five minutes. Can I just explore what it's like to feel this in my body? What's it like? If you notice more thoughts come, keep bringing yourself back into your body. And what's that like in my body? When I think there's just too much going on, it would be like just the kindest thing for me to do for myself right now would be to go eat some food. And what's that like in my body? Come back to being in your body. Can I be with this? And very often the answer at first is going to be, no, I can't be with this. I want to go. I want to go eat the food or whatever else. But what you'll notice is after you give that response and you ask yourself again, and what's that like in my body? you'll start to create this window of awareness that it's saying no to the emotion that's creating so much more tension. It creates more adrenaline. It creates more tensing in the body, creates more heaviness. And so I always get people to focus by starting there. If you were to start with this whole process of rain and take nothing else away from today than this, asking yourself, what's that like? What's this like in my body right now? I'm just going to drop in. What's this like in my body? And can I be with this? And whatever you answer, yes or no, don't strive for a yes. It's okay if it's no. You're creating, the goal is awareness. It's to feel better in the sense of processing your emotion better, not getting to that better feeling place immediately. In order to get to the actually truly more positive place, we first have to let be what is and open up to. And so we do that by what's happening in my body. Can I be with this? Or can I be with this for just right now? Yes, no. What's that like in my body? Circle with that for a little bit. Now, if you want to get a little bit more advanced from there, you can move on to the investigate of rain. And again, we're really cultivating this state of curiosity. We're turning inwards and turning that curiosity in towards ourselves. A lot of the time, something like compassion isn't accessible yet. And that's why I say this, like we're getting towards the more advanced here. But from there, you can ask yourself, what am I believing when I feel like this. And what's that like in my body? And again, you're, you're, so you're widening kind of this circling around with the questions or what is this place in me that you locate in your body? Like if you're feeling some tightness and some clenching in the gut or tightness in the chest, like what is this place in me most need for me right now? And with this line of questioning, as you're dropping in and you're familiarizing yourself with it, First of all, you're deconditioning that knee-jerk reaction to want to get up and do something to change the way that you feel, to change your external circumstance. You're realizing, hey, wait, when I just accept this, when I investigate it, it starts to change. That sensation starts to be really different. And when I try and resist it, it actually increases how uncomfortable it is. So what's it like if I were to just let myself be with this, if I were just to open up with be with it for just right now. What does this need? And as you access what this place in you need, what you're needing in that moment from yourself, 
can you explore giving that to yourself? Right. So maybe you're like, oh, I need my partner to do X, Y, Z. That's what comes through. But what would it be like for you to give that to yourself first in this moment? So now we're moving into the end of rain, which is that nurturing where you recognize that nothing outside of you has to change in order for you to feel differently. And the reason we want to change the way that we feel is because the way that we feel is the very reason we are doing what we're doing in our lives or we're not doing what we want to be doing in our lives Our how we process our emotions determines all of the action that we take. It determines why we want what we want. And so it's so powerful to learn, get in the practice of giving ourselves what we think something outside of us is going to give us and to get in, in the habit of recognizing that we have that power. We don't have to wait <laughs> for anything else to change other than for us to make a different decision about how we are meeting ourselves moment to moment. Okay. That I, and acronyms are great. I love that. It's, it's a great visual. Rain is easy to remember. So again, rain is recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture. Correct. So what I'm understanding is if we take this big picture and wrap it back up into how we started about ultimately it's weight loss when you understand that and you take a hundred percent responsibility for what's happening now and you do internal work and you ask yourself these questions and take your, like it's kindness and, and self-compassion the byproduct will be, obviously your habits will change. Your thoughts will change. Your emotions will change and, and the body changes. Is that the process? That's the process. Dang. So, right. So stop, got it. <laughs> stop chasing the fad and, and, and forcing yourself to, you know, it's never worked for me. Like a strict diet has never worked because then I want to binge eat whatever I can't have. I want to binge it. So I would agree. I believe in, you know, eat that makes you feel good, but ultimately, yay, this is exciting that, <laughs> you know, you don't have to do an hour of cardio and eat salads unless you want to. No, there's only what's going to work for you, your life and your body. There's so many different ways that lead to Rome. And that's why when someone finds a way that works for them, they're like, this is the ultimate. Everyone needs to do this. And you try and do what maybe your neighbor did or your best friend did, and it doesn't really work for you. There's a reason for that. And a big piece that so many of us are overlooking, like you were sharing what your experience has been. It's because when we try to just change our actions without understanding why we have the current result we have why we're doing what we're doing now, then it's like a band-aid solution. Instead of solving for the cause, we're just fixing the problem. But the problem, right, is so much, goes so much further than that. And it reduces, it takes out all the struggle and confusion out of it when you just go deal with, with the cause right up front. That way you, you, you're taking action in a way that you can actually sustain and enjoy. So it's the difference between creating a body that will last you a season or a body that you get to enjoy for your entire lifetime. Oh, I love that. So question for you, if you had to dial all this down to one key takeaway, what do you want listeners to get? You're only a thought away. And I know that might be a tough one to wrap your mind around, but who, if you think of who you want to be, you can be that now, the moment you start to imagine it, the moment you go into the experience of, of, of 
how you want to feel and create that now and start making decisions as that person. Now, who do you want to be? How would they make this next decision? It's only ever a thought away, including decisions about how you manage the way that you feel. How would they deal with this emotion? Ask yourself that draw from your own inner wisdom. And that's what that power of the rain is all about because you're going into your mind and saying, Hey, nothing else has to change except the way that I'm thinking. And that's why my program is called think yourself slim. (laughs) I love that. And I think even on that note, something that I, I talk to myself a lot, right? I, I coach myself because I just, I'm very inquisitive. I'm very curious. I ask questions, but on that note, I think it's just you know, what would my version 2.0 be thinking and doing and saying? Because if I want to step into her, then I need to be her and stop thinking about her, but start acting as if I'm her, right? Yeah. And feeling like her, right? You are her. You're not, a lot of people approach the weight loss journey to become less like themselves, but you are already all of the things you want to be. It's just becoming more like the best of yourself, more of who you feel most authentic as rather than trying to fix and change yourself. It's drawing on your own inner resourcefulness, developing aspects of your character that are already there. I like that. Cause yeah, we not to change yourself, but it's just becoming more of yourself or it's like shedding, shedding the shadows and layers of who you aren't being that is in there. Ah, we go on metaphors forever. (laughs) Okay. So I'd love to wrap up the interview and ask you a couple of rapid fire questions. Let's go. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? With our thoughts, we make the world Buddha. So true though. So simple, but so true. Next question. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? I'm reading beyond the pill and I would, I would highly recommend it so far. I think, especially as women, that's a topic to dive into. And I think it's a topic that a lot of doctors are uncomfortable with. So knowing the impact that the pill is having on your hormones and how that might be affecting your weight loss and so much else, right? The mind is one component of, of weight loss and it's a very important one. It creates that window of awareness and the willingness to go deeper in this work, but weight loss is also hormonal and you have to understand how to heal your gut, heal your liver, recalibrate those, those hormones to, to get your weight loss working for you. Yes. It's a whole package, not one piece of the pie. It's the whole pie. Okay. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? I don't know if it would be advice so much as it's supposed to be this way. I think we spend so much time arguing with reality and there's so much peace that comes from like, oh yeah. And I feel like I've arrived in a place I've become who I was supposed to be and it was always supposed to be this way. And it's so freeing to realize that because there's nothing about my past that I feel incomplete with. There's nothing about fairly extreme things that have happened to me in the more recent years that I can't be like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be like that. That's, and yeah, that just feels peace. You're at peace with what is. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your wisdom. 
Thank you for having me, Heather. This has been amazing. And thank you to all your listeners. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to sign up for my free video training on how to manifest more money now at heatherhakes.com. And I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at heather.hakes, Facebook, Heather Hakes, and YouTube. Guess what? You got it. Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.